Guys, I'm dying. My my love of my life is here, Miss Drea De Matteo. Oh, my Italian sister from another mister. She's here. She's queer. (laughs) She told me I put her on her bad side, which she doesn't even have one. Hello. This is the side where you know I'm fifty. Girl, if I look like you when I'm 50, I will happily sell my soul to the devil. Happily. How old are you? For real. How old do you think I am? Just guess. You're in your 30s. Uh, 33. But I look 4,500 years old. Uh, I feel like you and I look the same age. No. To be honest. Yeah, I do. I do. And you look amazing. I have my tits rolled up into my bra. Ah! Dead. They're Am just they're just they're just rolled like into socks. You can say they're anything rolled. you want. It's my podcast. Come on. They're rolled. You are the hottest and you have two babies. Two babies. And you still look hot. Oh thanks. I mean, not that you wouldn't, but I mean, you know, have... sometimes women don't bounce back and you I'm bounce stitched all into the my hell jeans. Back. You are? Yep. <laughs> De- me too. And I haven't breathe. even had kids. So. I'm twitchy too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, so tell me why you were late. Because she was because late today. I was telling my girlfriend that I was going to do, t- I have to do another podcast after you. I don't what? know anything about podcasts. Are you podcasts. becoming a podcast whore? I don't know anything about them. This is all new to what me. Do you I think 50. This is? What I'm do like you think this is? I'm in the dark ages. <laughs> what do you think this is right now? This is a podcast. <laughs> she she literally walked in. She's like, why are we in an abandoned warehouse? And why are you wearing a wig? <laughs> I thought I was going to your house, man. This is your snuff film. <laughs> You're gonna fucking okay. murder me today. I know, right? I will. But you look so um, good. Okay, so tell me. So you you were talking to your friend. I was and- well because we're working on a brand right now. We're working on. We've been working on an alcohol brand, but now oh. we're moving it over to um to a regular beverage because okay. the alcohol thing is really difficult. But it's all beauty related and all this. stuff. I love that. But um, she was like, "Wait a minute, you're going to do all these? I'm talking to people about podcasts today. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to have a podcast." Yes. And I was like, "I don't fucking know anything. You need to be have about your own podcast. Yeah." I, I, I want to be, I mean, I'm used to being on camera. I don't, radio? This is like radio. Well, it's- Radio. It, it is, but it's on YouTube, too. So there's a YouTube, so they get to see what you look like and hear you talk, and it's recorded. Guys, you know Drea. She's from The Sopranos. She's from Sons of Anarchy. She's from fucking everything. You've been in so much shit at this point. Like, what else? Like, everything. I'm from another planet. She's yeah. from another planet. You know, I mean, shout out to Will Keenan, who- uh, <laughs> Got us on the end of all team and did uh, oh my God. the mothership I was like, Will with Keenan, you. Who's that? Will I to- I just totally spaced out. I, know, I had I a dementia him. moment. Dead. No, I really did. They say that people. I just read a fact. They say people that have a darker sense of humor are more likely to develop, to develop dementia. My mother has dementia. That makes total sense. She does. Oh yeah. Aww. Her name. You know, I'm. She's Donna Demetrio. Now yeah. it's Donna Dementia. So- <laughs> Do you call your mom Donna Dementia? Yeah, either that or Donna S. Thompson, because she's a writer and she's yeah. psycho and she's crazy. And now that she's a, has dementia, she's even more fucking bizarre. Does she still write? And she can't. Not with this. She's bizarre. She's okay. like, I, I've been writing all day. And, <laughs> and you just look at the piece of paper and it's just like, like squirrels. Just writing. <laughs> There's no writing. No. Yeah. That's sad. I'm sorry. I know. It's really bizarre. It's wild to watch that happen. Ravage someone's mind who was like, you know, highly fun, just a highly functioning human being, just 
highly functioning human being. And smart and quick See, maybe I have dementia because I'm forgetting how to put my words together. Oh, no. You know what happened to me the other day? I was standing at the gas station, and you know how, like, when you pay, you have to enter your zip code for your credit card? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't drive, so I don't know how it is to stand at the gas station. (laughs) She's like, I have someone pump my gas, you poor person. Um, Where's where my but I, I couldn't She's... remember my my zip code, and I know it perfectly, 91302. But I couldn't Let's fucking tell think everybody. of it. Yeah, for, come to my house, guys. Come hang address. out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I couldn't think of it. And my brain started to hurt because I couldn't think of it. I was like, ow. And I had to oh. Google it. That's how bad oh, it got. That I couldn't even, it didn't even come to Total me. Total brain fog. I was holding asparagus the other day, and I was like, what is this called? <laughs> Did you, you'll know when you smell your pee. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I was standing there just staring at it. I don't know what this is called. Anyway, so you were late because... Because all of a sudden, these texts were flooding in about having to meet with somebody about a podcast tomorrow. So you're going to do your own podcast. I don't know. This well, is bizarre to this me. This is I was a like, great well, let start. Me, let me go pick Brittany's brain and this guy who's coming over later to do yes. the other one. I don't yes. know anything about any of this stuff. Okay, so basically what it is is you have an audience that hopefully likes you or they hate you because either way they listen. And the ones that do listen even on my podcast is called Worst First. So every podcast kind of has a theme, like what you talk about. So there's ghost podcasts, there's you know crime podcasts, there's like funny podcasts, whatever. Then my podcast, Worst First, is talking about all the worst shit that's ever happened to you. So it could be like a date, a drug trip, uh, you know, a bad job. Any time where you were like, this is the fucking worst. You know what the worst thing is? What? You wrote me this yesterday and this morning in the shower. I was thinking, what are your worsts, Dre? And I couldn't remember anything. Because really? I don't remember anything. You I was having total brain fog. I was like. I know you've gone on bad dates. Oh, maybe you might have to remind me of some of them. I mean, I don't remember you, the dates, you but I know you have. I remember you've told me situations. You're single right now, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semi. Yeah. We'll take that as a semi single. I'm, I'm, Are you I'm, dating? I'm, I'm, I'm dating. And how is it going? It's, um, yeah, I don't really date guys, really. Just aliens. <laughs> I was all, are you a lesbian now all of a sudden? Uh, thanks for letting me know. Uh, um, dead. No, those days are long gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've been, um, I've been seeing what it's like to, I've been single for like a year and a half. And how is it, how does it feel? Because you've been in long relationships. Since I was 21. I have whole time. My whole life, really. Even before that, I had a long-term boyfriend, but, but big 10-year relationship. Yeah. And now you're, you're playing the field. (laughs) At almost 50. Bring me my rocker, motherfucker. Get in, slugger, (laughs) while you can. Swing better, better. I can't. I, wait, I was just on a, a kind of a date with okay. this guy that I was didn't want to totally not unimpress. But you know, I have two kids. He's a lot younger because I don't know if I can hang with someone that's my age. I might get, I might fall asleep. What you know? <laughs> so he's young. He's like thirty-four years old. Okay. And I and I'm like, I have to pick up my kids. We're we're out somewhere. I'm like, I gotta get my kids. Holy shit! My kid's calling me. She's in front of her school. He's like, okay. Drives me to the school to get the kids. Aww. I run at this is at night, like nine thirty at night. You she left the a, kids at nine thirty at night. She was at a theater thing. Yeah. She's been at school <laughs> since three p.m. kids. She's just sitting there on a bench. Thanks a lot, mom. Well, this relationship's going great. Fuck She's me. like, I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> Your kids just standing in front of the school with their lunch pails. Mama, where are you? I'm like, holy fuck, I'm on a date with someone closer to your age than mine. 
So you forgot your kids. You went to school. He took I you. Get, he, he, he rushes to the school because uh-huh. uh, I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I open the door and he pulled up to where the one of those, those um the, you know, the parking things are, the big block. Yeah. The next thing he sees are two legs up in the air straight up. And I fucking got out of the car, tripped over the thing. And because it was right there. I didn't see it. And um, I made sure I stayed in the air long enough to figure out how to break the fall. So I was... <laughs> you just paused. It was Matrix. You were just... Yeah. I didn't know I could fly. Oh. I flew. I was flying shit. so that I could figure out where to get my hands because I was texting her while I was falling and I was still texting her. <laughs> and when I came out of the fall, I was still texting her. And I couldn't walk for like a day. Literally couldn't get up my stairs. Stop. That's so embarrassing. He had to walk me everywhere. I was like, thank you. Did you like this guy? <laughs> You yeah, like him? Yeah, yeah. And he, he fell. So you were like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like, I'm so into this dude. I'm just eating shit in front of him, but also texting. So that's kind of impressive. So Sending the text. Up. The texts are getting through using perfect punctuation. Oh my God, it oh, was crazy. Oh my God, so that just I happened? I could not walk. And I was like trying to be cool and trying to get <laughs> my kids. And I'm like, is that walker still in the trunk of the car? Monkey's walker. Oh, monkey's walker. Oh monkey's my God. old lady I take care of. She takes care of this old lady monkey who we love, and she's like the best cook, and she's so sweet, and she's taking care of you your whole life, which is awesome pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. So um, so what did he say when you fell? He Was was he laughing? Was bad, he dying? But he was also kind of like- I would have died. I would have just been like, <laughs> ah! like, I'm one of those people, like, I don't even know if you're okay yet, and I just laugh, like, even if, like, oh my God, you're concussed <laughs> or whatever. I would have just been cracking up, and I'm like, oh my God, like, just filming it. Yeah, it was it a It would little... be on YouTube before you got up. There was a lot of laughing happening. Oh my God. And then he remind, had to remind me that I did it earlier in the week, and I was like, okay. You did? I guess. You tripped again? Maybe. In front of him? Maybe. <laughs> No. What the fuck? I'm 50. I got two left feet. <laughs> I just got two left feet. I can't help it. So uh, that was the worst. So that's, that's how my dating that scene's sucks. going. I like this thing. Do you like this? Mm-hmm. You know, usually I have my dog, Nina Dawina, here. Yeah. The little dachshund. I usually bring her, and she sleeps on this. The blankets are, the tables are covered in blankets, guys. For those of you that are just listening to this, the tables are covered in, like, fuzzy I white blankets. But this is why, soft. because... Uh, people bang on it and people put their elbows on it and then it picks it up on the mic and then it sounds like shit. So I that's something you learn for your podcast. You can lay I'm gonna on I'm going to take it. my pants off and get on here. Get it. Get me more <laughs> views. Take your fucking pants off. I would love that. I'm going to rub my legs on this shit. So wait, so you have to tell me everything that's going on with you right now. Are you working on new projects? Like what is happening? Because I know you and I did that uh, Paradise City. I had so much fun doing that. That was really fun. I had so much fun. That was such an unexpected, weird break from the regular acting world right. for me. I really liked that. It was more chill, huh? Yeah, I would love it if that if that went. And me that too. And all of us could be together again because yeah. Lorenzo, Ash, just the vibe of being there, Reese and Boone, like that was fun, man. It was really cool and I like your character. Yeah, my character. I don't even care about that. I just liked the the, hang the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone was time. mellow. Yeah, there was no drama. It's a really Very cool, cool show, guys. Um, it's called Paradise City, and I'm they're trying to sell it right now, and hopefully it'll get sold. And it's really cool. It's you, well, me, I mean, Bella Thorne, like uh, what's oh right, the, Bella. What's the main guy's name again? He's so he's everyone loves him. They're like obsessed with him. Andy Black. Andy Black from Black Veil Brides. But the sad thing is that that um. Cameron Boyce was the main character on the show. You know, he passed away. He was on the show. He was the he was my protege. He was the kid I was taking under my wing. I didn't even know that he was on the show. He was How on the I show. Well, that? you were never. I was never. You would have never been him. in scenes with yeah. him, and you wouldn't and know. He it. was in the show. He was the main kid. He was <gasps> the kid. Th- who's, yeah, he was the main kid. 
intense. It was crazy. Poor thing. I, mean, I, I didn't no work with him that much idea. either. But I didn't Bella work really with him. probably knew him like all of all those Disney kids that are on the show yeah. knew him. I had no idea I didn't have it one day with him. That's crazy. crazy. And he was in it and did he film all his stuff? Like Yeah. I just did all oh. the ADR on the phone calls with him. Oh, it was it was strange. Oh my god, isn't that I know. so sad? But it needs to come out just so that his fans and I everyone know, could, you know, that was his last it. big thing I think that he did. Wow, I had no idea. That's yeah. fucking depressing. I, I know. know he was really cute with all his freckles. He was adorable. adorable. I never met him, but you know when you look at a picture of somebody and you're like, uh, one of my girlfriends kept posting pictures of him cuz she worked with him a lot and he just looked so happy. I know. And like had just this like smile and Ugh. he just looked like he was such a joyous person it's crazy when it happens that young i mean being a mom that whole thing just terrifying i can't even think about it oh my god that's like the parents worst nightmares when they they outlive their kids i had to block out what happened today with the shootings too that's another reason why. wait a minute i didn't watch the news what happened texting me you know let's get the kids out of school let's homeschool tell me everything what happened today there was another shooting in santa clarita i think it was i didn't watch it i didn't watch (sighs) it all the ladies in my house had it on the spanish news so i could I half I, that's is what, how I half get the news. Yeah, because um, I don't I won't watch I the news watch anymore the news. because you don't. Yeah, yeah. You and I have this panic attack. By the way, I haven't had a panic attack in like a minute, and I haven't been taking anything. You take nothing? No. Well, I don't take pills. You I only so do rescue lucky. remedy and CBD. Yes, I and do I CBD do like too. these weird flower herbs and uh-huh. stuff. But I stopped everything, and I haven't had a panic attack. I think the being single thing has. Been Help me out a little bit. You know what? A lot of the time it's your environment, believe it or not. Yeah, I think I was really stressing. They say that, you know, if like I was having them really badly for a minute and um, a little, a couple things changed and now they've kind of alleviated. But I still take medicine for it. I don't take, you know, I take this, I use the CBD and I take a little bit of this stuff called Effexor. Like, you know, oh, God, I lived on Effexor for years. How did you get off of it? Because it's gnarly. I, when I when I had a uh, when I was in my twenties, I took a lot of Prozac, and I was one of those people that that became suicidal. On yeah, it. it turns you can turn it the really other way. Yeah, flipped me. I did. Man. I wasn't good on Prozac either. Um, yeah, but then I switched to Effexor, and I don't remember how I I I know why I, I remember coming off of it and the withdrawals when I was in are acting crazy. School. And I was like, I feel nothing. And at that time, I took acting really seriously. I was a kid. Whoa. I was like, I need to be able to feel my yeah, feelings. Yeah. All I, I, all I am is someone who feels feelings. That's right, right, how too I'm much. Defined, exactly. You know, and I couldn't feel shit. So I was like, I got to get off this medication. And that's how I did it. I weaned myself off. Yeah, but did you get the? But with a psychopharmacologist. Did you get, the, did you get like sick or anything? No, like that? I don't remember. I remember feeling kind of liberated after. I think it's your mindset. I think if your really? mind is set to. If you know you're doing something good for yourself and you know you're healing and you know that things are going to be okay, as long as that inner dialogue is not. But, you know, my mind's crazy. One little thing can fire off that starts talking in one language that is not the language I want to hear. And then, I mean, you know. And then you go down a rabbit hole and then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I know it's it's really scary. That's why I'm like clinging on to I'm on like the lowest dose of Effexor and I'm just. It's like a placebo. I'm so scared to get off of it because I'm like, it's like been my crutch. I know. And I ha- and when I've tried, how low? To- I'm on 37.5, the lowest you can go. I went from 150 to 37.5, and I weaned myself down with Prozac with a doctor, so I didn't get too much of the brain zaps. Like apparently, like it- I've oh, had, yeah. I've done it without Prozac, and it like you, die- you feel like you're dying, like you have the flu, and like it's like really bad withdrawal. So then when they when you wean down with 10 milligrams of Prozac with the effects, sir, you don't get all the crazy. 
Oh, you, uh, you got off of Prozac with Effexor. I used Prozac to get off of Effexor, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've taken Prozac by itself before, and I didn't like it at all. I, I saved I every that. container of my Prozac when I was young. Yeah. I had a bag that could cover the entire oh. floor and walls of this place, and I was going to make a big mural out of them, and I never did it. Do you have your stuff? That is so crazy you say that because I opened my pill drawer <laughs> the other day from all the <laughs> fucking antidepressants they've tried to put me on, Celexis and Balto, Wellbutrin, like oh fucking all this shit. My pill drawer has like 500 bottles of pills in it. Can you please it. make a mural? I was, th- I was thinking that, do to it. do that too. I said the same thing, house. like a smiley face out of all the pills yes do it you can hang it over here in your, yeah in, your in my studio someone just pe- peels all the pills off and starts <laughs> eating them that's what that would be my only fear because some of them are like you know good pills like you know whatever but i don't take like you know oxys or anything so i'm like oh god but yeah so it's kind of like i was thinking of doing that's so funny that you said mine that. all burned in the fire i was bummed out i was like my house that burned down this is another reason why i always have anxiety what? but um yeah, my fire? house burned down like four years ago what fire was it in new york it was oh, a whole york. city block half a city block fell down from what? There was a, a gas explosion because this one landlord was tampering with the gas lines. Stop. And your apartment burned down? Mine first, and she wasn't even my fucking landlord. I was pissed. <laughs> Did you get re- And traumatized. Did you get... Fuck, that's scary. I thought it was no, LA. It just went... I know, you would think that that yeah, would happen. And I didn't even have insurance here. At, in New York. Because it's. I was a re- I rented, rented since it. I You're was like, 21. You're like, why am I going to have insurance? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what, what do I need this for? And I mm-hmm. lost everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's why I'm out here. I don't really live here. I mean, I don't, I don't drive. I love that. Where am I? <laughs> Where am I? You teleported here. <laughs> okay, wait. We're taking a quick break, and then we're going to be back on Worst First with Drea DeMatteo. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. 
Do you want to act like you're on a break? Okay, we're back. We're back. We're but Dre is still on a break, but I'm back. I love those glasses. Those are really cute. Okay. Those seventies glasses. Okay, so we were talking about uh, you living in New York and you coming here and you don't drive, which is actually really great. You have someone drive you. Yeah, I drove for years, and then I at 21 I decided, yeah, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> and what made you think that? <laughs> she just ran someone over. <laughs> I guess it's not a good idea. Um, yeah, I had my two great Danes in the in the car with me, and my female didn't doesn't like trucks, so she jumped in my lap when I was in the eighty. I was in the HOV doing eighty miles an hour. Stop. Stoned at twenty one years Stop. old. Stop. And she jumped in my lap, and that was it, man. Oh my god. I flipped the fuck out. I haven't really driven since. Okay, wait. I have so many more questions because I've never even gotten to talk to you about this stuff. But I have questions about how you got your first big thing. Was the first big thing for you The Sopranos? Yes, it was. How old yeah. were you when you started The Sopranos? I wasn't that young. I, I, I probably was 26. I think they shot the pilot in 99. I wasn't the same character in the pilot. What were you in the pilot? I was just a hostess in a restaurant Stop. with my hair tied back in a ponytail and a bun. You I remember one, one line. I, yeah, one <laughs> Welcome line. Welcome to Olive Garden. <laughs> and I couldn't say it. And I couldn't say it because it was Lorraine Bracco. It was it was uh, Karen yeah. from fucking Goodfellas. There was no way I could say my line. I was petrified. No one knew who James Gandolfini was yet, so that didn't make me nervous. But she made me nervous, even though she's the nicest ever. But I was petrified. Right. I couldn't say my line. And I 50 takes later, I finally said it. But they called me back for the series later. When they hired me for the pilot, David Chase was like, there's nothing Italian about you. Because I was, I went with my hair in a ponytail, no makeup, no accent. I didn't know what. I thought it was about opera singers. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was about opera singers. The Sopranos. It was called the Sopranos. Dead. You're like, is this about a clan of birds who sing? <laughs> Dead. You're like, I came uh, with my bird wings. Stop. I can't. So you showed up and you had, you were playing a hostess. A hostess. So he's like, can you can play like the snobby Connecticut hostess because that's how I see you. And I've auditioned for every role. The Russian, the Russian mistress, uh, Christopher's girlfriend. Like but there wasn't a real role for his girlfriend. It was just a girl in an episode. Then they called me back for the series and then I knew what it was. I yeah. knew what the show was. Yeah. I was at my mom's house in Queens and my grandmother was making us chicken cutlet parmesan. I'll mm. never forget. And I get a phone call and they're like, you need to come to the studio and audition for a day player part on this show, The Sopranos. I was like, oh, I did that show, the pilot. That's cool, I know it's an Italian thing. I was like, but I'm in Queens right now, so I can't come. They were like, we're in Queens. You need to come to Queens, right? You need to come to the studio right now. So I rushed over they there. Said, they said, right now, just drop your shit. And yeah. like, what if you're taking a dump? Like, right I'm now, I'm like, like, like an emergency <laughs> thing. I was like, what the fuck is this emergency? Whoa. So I said to my grandmother, wrap that fucking chicken parmesan up, make it a fucking hero. <laughs> I need a fucking to go play grandma. I want to forget about it. <laughs> Throw that shit in my face while I'm walking out the door. Yeah. My mother goes in the safe. She finds my nameplate and diamonds on a rope chain from my confirmation. She goes, wear this. She goes, and turn everything into five syllables and drop all your R's. And I was like, all right. I had one line. It was ow. Ow. I was like, You ow! had to walk all the way down there and say ow. Yeah. And they said that I got the part because of the way I said ow. And it was for Christopher's girlfriend. And it was one It was one day. It was a day player part. Uh -huh. That was it. Had it been a, a series regular, they never would have hired me. They would have been like Mira Sorvino or Marissa Tomei yeah. or Debbie Mazar, the girls that were used to playing those characters. Right. I wouldn't have gotten the fucking part. But it was one line. And then one line turned into five lines and then seven lines and then I would be at the craft service table and David Chase would say, you know, everybody in the editing room thinks that you and Christopher, you and Michael are really a couple because your chemistry is so good. And I was like, that's cool. He's like, do you like being on the show? I'm like, it's really fun. I really like it. It's really awesome. <laughs> 
And then by episode 12, I, I was in almost every other epi- um, scene. And I was reading, I was sitting in, in my honey wagon, which is which was all they yeah. had at, on fucking Paradise City, yeah. which was the toilet with the cushion yeah. on it, yes. which is horrendous. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. You sit on your toilet when you're not, when you're studying your lines, you're sitting on a cushion toilet. Right. And you got to take a shit. You lift up your cushion. <laughs> it's, <laughs> True. It's True. terrible. True. The life so, of an actor, everyone thinks it's so glamorous. Oh my God, yeah. no. But back then, we had those honey wagons because I was a day player and... Um, I'll never forget going through those pages and running to a payphone because there's no cell phones yet and calling my mom and being like, I'm in every other fucking page. I'm on every other page. And she was a writer. And back then, not in her dementia state, she was like, oh, my God, that fucking show, Dre, the writing is beyond. She's like, I didn't even think it would see the light of day because it was so good. And it's fucking turned out being the biggest thing ever. Ever. It was huge. And I wasn't a regular until season two or three. Three, I think. But how cool is that? that it was you, the coolest like, thing. You grew yeah. into your part. Yeah, it was crazy. And he did that, David Chase. He would take elements from people's real lives, incorporated into their characters, little little things like the fact that he he knew that I was a music freak, uh-huh. so my character became this music kind of freak thing. And you know what's so crazy though is I look at you right now and you look the same. You haven't changed. And from I remember Sopranos? not one bit. You look exactly the same age. You look exactly you know, the same. When I was in my 20s, I looked like I was 50. <laughs> yeah, everyone calls me 45. They're like, she's 45. Was since I was like 25, when, <laughs> I start, when I was on Vine, they're like, get this 40-year-old on Vine. I'm like, I'm 25, you dicks. Why is that? I don't know. When I was 18, I was like, yeah, I'm 21. <laughs> I mean, like, I was bartending at 16. So Stop. I always looked older. When I was 14, I was like, you know, t- I was going to Chippendales. And you grew up in the city. I grew up in the city. That's so crazy. Wild, wild child. But when did you decide you wanted to be an actress? Because you have the anxiety, which obviously it sucks when you are acting. Mm -hmm. Because I get that way sometimes when I go to a set and I don't know anybody. You know, if I get a job and I don't know anybody, I'm like, oh my God. I keep to myself. Yeah, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm scared. Yeah. Like it's it's really debilitating. I don't like it. I've gotten better. I think that when you hit my age... And if you've done enough crazy work on yourself, you can manage it. But I, don't, I can't believe how much time I wasted being so scared. I know. You know, really. And it's still there. You know, yeah. like this year, I would say, is one of the first years that I've stepped out of my comfort zone. Wow. I think, I think just being alone, being on my own um, was the best thing for me because I didn't know that I I didn't know what I was really I was hiding in some ways. Yeah. They... But, um, and yeah. And just, oh, I have anxiety. You know, or when I was really young, like, oh, you know, I have a drug problem. Or, you know, you just throw that blanket over over yourself. Like, I can't do this, but you know, there's always an excuse for everything. Right. But, um, but just, yeah, getting into acting. My mom's a screenwriter. I, I mean, amazing. a playwright. Amazing. Playwright, Jesus Christ, screenwriter. Playwright. So she taught um, playwriting for years. And I really learned how to act watching her teach and watching her plays get directed. Wow. Um, Uta Hagen was in one of her plays, so I got to watch that for a long time because they would always do it over and over again. And Uta's husband would direct everything. Who's Herbert Berghoff? There was the Herbert Berghoff Studios. In, yeah, I've heard in yeah. New York where Uta taught. So I grew up in that studio. Wow. So I was destined to do something there, but I couldn't stand my mother for putting me in that environment when I was a kid because oh. I wanted to play house. I'm watching all these fucking adults play house on right. stage, right? Pretending, and yeah. I'm like. But wait, I'm a kid. I'm supposed to be playing house. If I have to sit here and watch this shit all fucking day. You're like, I'm a kid. I'm way better at pretending than all you guys, okay? <laughs> me, I just ate, like, I just ate <laughs> 10 fake sandwiches while I was sitting here. You guys didn't even fucking notice. What the fuck? 
That's crazy. <laughs> I know. So it was fate. It was, well, I went to film school because I wanted to do the anti-theater because I was okay. I was anti-theater. Okay. Because of that, so I wanted to go down. I was into weird experimental film and. I want to see some of your weird experimental films. They're all films. burned in the fire. They're all burned in the fire. Ah! <laughs> oh, it's so sad though because I had all these crazy student films. Really? Oh, yeah, and you directed them? Yeah. Oh were, my god! I want to see. They were silly. Creepy. They were creepy. Oh my silly. god! And wait, you said you did drugs. <coughs> what drugs did you do? When I was young. Yeah. Everything. Really? I hope my kids never hear this. Oh, they won't. They're too young. <laughs> They're just probably drawing some crazy drawings right now. Her daughter, your daughter's like an insane. <laughs> it's like, it's, like, it, it's she, kind of scary. I how didn't conceive good, her on drugs. Okay, <laughs> her daughter is an insane artist. Where you're like, I thought I drew, would Drew draw something like that at 34, and your daughter is going to be a huge artist. Like no, I hope you already insane. know that. I know. Like she's, she's going really to be a, a huge artist. Like there's no way. It's my favorite thing. She's so good. I know. So it's, good. It's otherworldly. When you posted. I'm like, what the? F-? Like, it's mind blowing it that is. a little tiny child kid Her is drawing hands. these detailed, you know, I'm talking about the colors, the lines. Like, it's very adult drawings. Yeah, they're strange. Yeah. They're like, the, 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 the girls are really sexy. Yeah, they are. And she's like a sprite. Like, yeah. she does, still plays with dolls. Yeah, she wants a nothing fairy. to do with her world of mm-hmm. seventh grade where they're already teaching them about sex trafficking Ugh. and how to put on condoms. And oh, she's boy. like, doesn't want to know about it. She's like, fuck that. this yeah. mama with her little dolls. I mean, her Christmas list was, you know, LOL dolls and dollhouses yeah. and baby dolls. and Yeah. She's so tiny. And then she's like in an orange miniskirt. <laughs> <laughs> and a vibrator. You're like, what <laughs> the fuck? All the dolls were the, were the like decoy for the vibrators. They're, they're, just her, go down in, the they're her inspiration. They're her inspiration to draw all these they're sexy creatures. Yeah. She draws that. the sexiest little ladies ever. Wow. That's so crazy. I'm so glad you had I kids. I, oh. I think about it and I'm like, you is the best thing ever, huh? Yeah. It saved my life. Really? I, would, I think so. At that time, I was basically living on the road with my ex. Uh-huh. And I'm not a rock star. You are kind of a rock star. <laughs> but, but I'm really not. But I you was, look like But one. I wasn't getting paid to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I was just, you know, partying all the time with them and having a great time. So it was good that I, you know, that they knocked, that he knocked me up and put left me at home for a while. And then you it got your shit together. It was time to get me off that tour bus. And then you like, you're like, fuck all those <laughs> other shit. I'm just going to eat ice cream and get pregnant and be pregnant. Oh, yeah. and 200 pounds. Did you gain 200 pounds? I was a beast. Stop. No. I gained 80 pounds with her. That's what my girlfriend just did, too, yeah. Yeah, and 60 pounds with him. And then how do you lose that? You roll your tits up into your bra after you lose it. My stomach is rolled up. I have rubber bands tied around it like I'm tie-dyeing it. Stop! (laughs) Uh, I can't. She just says she rolls her stomach up like she's tie-dyeing it. You're dipping it in the different colors. All right. Yeah, and my self tanner. Purple. And my tanner. I can't. So I can, so I can contour so my abs. Your self-tanner just looks like a tie-dyed stomach. You're like, ooh. I've seen your stomach. It's not that stretched out at all. Not even what. So did you get a like makeover or anything? Or did no. you just take care of yourself? No, I have nothing. I got nothing. I would lo- I, If I had worked more and made more money, I might have entertained the ideas of fixing myself a little bit. Just being in this business, but uh, you didn't. I'm too to much of a it. fucking hippie. I don't even you, shave my armpits. You don't. I don't even care. Do you have tons of hair? Deep, you know. <laughs> it's, it's like I got you in a headlock. It's braided. I can't. Yeah. This is her armpit right now. <laughs> yes. 
I can't. Oh, okay. Really? You take a razor to a crease in your body. I do. I raised the shit out of everything. And then I got laser. I did lasers on my on my legs. I did my pits too. And but then, then it, grew back? it grew back after the babies, but my legs still stayed good. Thank so God. Yeah, there was a hairy Italian. Oh legs. my God, we're so hairy. No. I had full on man leg hair when oh, I was I like did too. 13. My mom was like, You're getting waxed. You're not shaving. At least like, your waxed. mother took you. My dad let me have leg hair until I was like 14. He was, I was like, I was in school and people were like, Geez, what the hell? <laughs> like, I was like, What? What is it? What's wrong, guys? Like, you could like braid it. It was fucking gnarly and dark. <laughs> oh, me too. And dark. We're Italian. And I had a mustache, too. People were like, who's that girl? (laughs) Because they didn't want to call me a girl. So they just called me a boy girl, like a girl. (laughs) G-O-R-L. No, for real. I had a full-blown mustache. (gasps) Like, full-on. Like, I was like, hey, guys. Yeah, we do. (laughs) It's bad. It's true. I used to sit and and tweeze my grandmother's whole face for her. Stop. It was was my my favorite favorite pastime. How fun is that, though? Dad, oh, my that. God. I used to do that. I used to pull my mom's I white hairs out of her it. head. She used oh. to bend over and make me get all her white hairs, pull them oh, out. Oh, yeah, and they start do that going, for me right now? Because I, so, I suddenly have You don't even have stop. I do I now. You don't. It's new. It's this year. I don't year. see any. This year, the white hair came in. Uh, you're so lucky. 50? Most people well, start that shit right now. I'll well, be 48 You're soon. still really young. I'm 50. Young. No, you're not. Don't I'm age 50. yourself three years When I was 18, I told everybody I was 21 so I could drink. But then wow. I got sober at 21. <laughs> was it so crazy being in New York growing up? Oh, yeah. Like, what's Where did you grow up? Philly. So oh, kind of so crazy. Oh, you were close. Did you come not, into the city a lot? A lot. I did, actually, when I tried to do acting, and it was the worst. I, when I tried I got, to do acting. I did. I got caught, taken by every scam. They're like $1,500 headshots. The Barbizon. Like, yeah, but the Barbizon modeling oh, school, yeah, the freaking glamour one. shots, like all that shit. Like, I went to this, I went to this uh, fake... It was like this fake acting agency because I did theater plays in like Bucks County Playhouse and this this like fake acting agency was like, yeah, we're out of New York. Just come by and, you know, meet and we'll meet with you and we'll tell you what to do. So I go there and I, I take the fucking Greyhound bus to New York no. City by myself at 16 and I get to New York and I have my headshots and I had some headshots. They weren't terrible but they weren't good and you know they're black and white at the time that's what right. everyone had black totally. and white headshots and uh people these days listening to this are like what are headshots i'm like yeah you had to know, walk around with paper all digital <coughs> to like walk in with i never can't remember the last time i walked in with a paper headshot yeah and so walking into the the office with these headshots and they weren't terrible you know and and the guy goes oh no no those aren't gonna work you got to go to my guy he's just up the street it's 1500 he'll give you three looks blah 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 and this is like 1500 back in 2001, which was crazy expensive. And I was like, okay. So I like saved all my money waitressing at Bennigan's, came back, did the headshots with the guy. Then Try to went, take your clothes off? No. Thank God that time, no. But you know that has happened that? before. Oh, it happens to everybody. To you too, right? Oh, it happened. They're like, it'd look better if you maybe had that yeah. off the shoulder a little bit. Sure, maybe, better maybe we could see those hairy legs. It'd look better if your hairy nipples were slightly <laughs> peaking just above your... Guys, I had hair around my nipples too. I got that shit lasered. I did monkey. I had monkey nipples. You have darker hair than me, though. So dark naturally. This is like I'm wearing this wig because I miss my dark hair. But my hair is naturally this color. I'm like dyed my hair blonde. I'm trying to be like you. I was trying to look like you, so I thought it'd be weird if I put the wig on. Um, (laughs) I take it off. It's the same hair. (laughs) I love you. Thanks for coming. Is it still short? Yeah, it's short as fuck. I'm so over it. I don't like it short anymore. No, I like you with the long hair. I like my long hair too. Everyone does. Um, but anyway, so then I get, bring the new headshots to the guy, and he goes, great, here, we'll take them, and we'll call you. Nothing, ever. It was just like a scam that they oh, ran 
to like Fuckers. he would get like 500 bucks every time he sent someone to the photographer first of all you only go to a female to I get know. your headshots taken yeah I went to a guy and he was creepy yeah no but he didn't hit on me yeah it was weird just took your money I know tell me about did, what happened with you when you went to a photographer he tried to t- take your clothes off I had it happen to me too Oh, this was um, when I was in film school. Brett Ratner. Do you know who Brett Ratner? Oh, is? He yes. was my partner, and uh, oh no, he was actually in my in my Spanish class. <clears throat> but he had seen my film. We had to do like uh, you had to do self portraits in film class before you could move into using a sixteen millimeter camera. So you take self portraits of yourself. You do all these like you tell stories with photographs first. Mm-hmm. So my self portraits, of course, were naked. <laughs> You know, you're like I had a fucking banging hot body. I was fucking on a bunch of drugs. I was like, fuck. I'm laying. I'm laying on my terrace with my shirt off and jeans, with and I painted myself black because I got a little self conscious. Your whole body? Yeah, I painted. I kept my jeans on, but I painted everything black. My hair, my face, my big fucking juicy titties back there. Yes. And um, those are my self portraits. So Brett sees these and he's like. At that time, his girlfriend was Rebecca Gayhart. Oh my God! Yeah, they were, what we a were babies. World. Babies. Yeah. I never met her, but he's like, you need to go meet with this photographer that's working with my girlfriend. Um, here's his number. Go. I think he sent me to his girlfriend's house or uh-huh. some shit. I show up. Next thing I know, I'm. I don't. I black out when I get nervous about shit, so I don't really know what happened. But next thing I know, I'm. In back in those days, hair on my legs like this long. <laughs> Um, dreadlocks, hairy pits. Like I had a, a couple. You of had dread- dreadlocks. No, I had like like eight of them, mm-hmm. in, in all around my head. Yeah. But I was a filthy fucking hippie. I mean, uh-huh. my uniform was black jeans with a car magazine hanging out of my back pocket because I was working on my my Camaro at the time because that's when I used to drive. You're so badass. I was a dude. I just wow. didn't want anyone to ever think that there was a possibility that I was female. <laughs> Until I took off all my clothes. And then they and still had didn't know. They did, and then they, when they dug through the hair, then they realized. <laughs> my big titties. <laughs> Dead. So, yeah, that was my one time where I took off all my clothes. And so what did the guy do? Was he creepy? I just never got to see the pictures. I was like, Brett, you have to get the fucking pictures. I mean, I do want to see them. And I can't believe I took off all my fucking clothes. Yeah. I did it for David LaChapelle. Also, before David was David LaChapelle. Wow. Was he cool? He's awesome. He seems but I'd, cool. But I'd known him forever. Yeah. But somehow he managed to get me to get all my clothes off, too. But he's not straight, so it's not. No. Is he? I don't no, even know if the other yeah. guy was yeah, either. Yeah. But the bottom line was, I took off my clothes. And I won't even act with no clothes on. Wow. It's a big deal for me when I take off my clothes. Something crazy must be going on. Right. Emotional. Sky. For me, I don't really care, but for the sake of my like parents, I'm like, eh, I won't show my titties. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would never do Playboy because of my dad. Yeah, I otherwise he, I'd I know be he's titties sitting out on the everywhere. toilet looking at Playboy. <laughs> I would be dead. Like, if you did Playboy right now, though, you'd probably be like hotter than like half the girls in Playboy, though. Dude. They would have to put the clamps on me from behind. Stop! The shirt clamps? It's no shirts, it's <laughs> just your clamps. skin. I clamp can't. My you're the worst. <laughs> Honestly, though, oh, but like amazing. they do, like everyone does that shit. I know? was gonna do it, and then I, I there were a bunch of chances, and then I never, I never bit down. And then when I really needed the money and I wanted to do it, it was kind of thing, a thing of the past. Really? They weren't really paying anymore. They should do like a, a Playboy issue right now, where it's all like hot chicks that are like over forty. Does it even exist anymore? I think so, kind of. I think but it's magazines. All digital, everything's right? being no, reinvented right now. Literally, Rolling Stone is this thin. It's weird. I picked up a Rolling Stone the other day just to read out of like what I was waiting in the grocery store and I was like done it in three seconds. I was like, I remember when Rolling Stone used to be like a fucking book. Yeah. Used to be like this thick. Yeah. Now it's like 
I'm done. No, it's weird. It's sad. I, it's sad. Everything is changing so rapid. Well, it's been changing. The whole music industry is changing. We still Everything. don't know what that's about. No. Film industry is changing. I mean, at least it's like save the trees, I guess, right? Because they're using less paper, but. Yeah. We're saving the trees and the turtles. There, there are plenty of ways to save trees that no one's thinking about, though. Right. <laughs> Honestly, let's let's be real here. You know, Seriously, maybe don't light a match. Yeah. To yeah. the entire rainforest right? and let it burn uh, as long as you possibly can. You know why they're doing that? Oh yeah. Did you find out? Because it's trying. They're trying to farm. They're trying oh, to use that land for farmland. Die, you don't even want to get me started on, oh, on that sort yeah, of stuff. Because yeah. then that's a whole other show, and I'll never shut the fuck up. That should be your show. Oh no! I'll be like the next like Joe Rogan or like. Do it. Joe Rogan's very <laughs> successful. Dude, you say like it's a bad thing. He's no, no, so no. I just successful. mean like the whole conspiracy right, stuff. Right, right, right. But I, I mean, it's true. I go way too far with that stuff. I Do keep it. all those opinions to myself, and I stay at home. We want to hear those. Opinions. No, I want to stay at home. I don't even want to think about those things anymore. <laughs> I stopped thinking about it. You I, I stopped watching the news. I don't want to know about the politics, the government. I, I just kind of want to live in a fantasy land for a little while with my kids while they're still young. That's great. I do like that. Because I was poisoning them. They'd, go to, they'd go to school and talk about like... They'd be like, my mom says that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my so, mom says that somebody lit the rainforest on fire. It was oh one no. of your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was It was getting bad. It was bad. They you know, were I stopped political. watching the news too because I noticed it was heightening my anxiety. So. Me too. But even I started now- prepping. Yes. I went fucking psycho. Oh my God. I know. I, I actually was, you know, it's weird. Sometimes I like go on eBay and I'm like, think, should I order like some gas masks? Some, some yes. Like, 20 you cans should. of beans? I do. I think about that shit. Yeah. I, do. I have, I mean, I have a lot of. End of the world. I have stuff. a lot of I have a lot of end of days shit. In my I house. know. I think about that. Yeah, I, I'm a little. So I had to totally stop. Oof. I was in a lockdown at my daughter's school. Stop. I swear. In New York, I, we had just gotten back to New York, and um, I was pregnant. No one knew I was pregnant. The kids didn't know I was pregnant. Um, this was about four years ago. I didn't have another baby. Right. But um, the, there was a huge. Th- it, we were in New York. We were. She was in school in L.A. for the entire year. She had two weeks of school left in her New York school, and we were going to New York to relocate to shoot um, Shades of Blue at the time. Uh-huh. And she was like, I want to finish my last two weeks of school at at one at uh, PS41. And I was like, but why? You're, you're done. Like, you just finished your whole school year. You, what, what kind of nerd are you? And she's like, I want to do it. Her first day back, a fucking lockdown. Get in the school. Gone. Gone. So now we're running in the school. My fucking anxiety. Oh. I didn't have I water done. with I me. I didn't have a full charge on my phone. No. You know, these are the things. Yeah, that yeah, fucking, triggers. I yeah. mean, I was stuck in an elevator once with my son in the car. That was an insane fucking moment with a Blackberry that was on its last leg and was no. dying. No. Yes. And I got stuck in there for two hours in a glass elevator at no. the gap. No, that's yes. the worst part. At the fucking gap. I'm like, elevator, it's not, it's not so bad. Blackberry, the gap. And I have a fear of elevators. I have a fucking fear of elevators. I hate that. I hate that you even just said that because now I'm going to be paranoid for a couple months every time Don't I get do it. an elevator. And it was one floor up. It was one floor up. I, I couldn't fucking walk. I left my infant son sleeping in a car seat in a car service. It's usually the guy, I, I usually know the guy yeah. who drives me, yeah. but this was a different guy that day, so I was like, and I knew he was trustworthy, but still. That's a lot of anxiety. And I ran in to get my daughter a sweatshirt because she was at the beach. We were in Santa Monica, the piers, and I fucking go in that elevator for two minutes. I didn't bring water because I know I'm just going in, in and out. out. In the car's out. outside. Yeah, yeah. I get stuck with a, a, a little family with an infant <laughs> and a little girl, and they ha- all they have is breast milk. And Stop. I'm- thirsty 
And I'm like, you guys might have to give me a sip of anything that you have. I don't care what it is you have, but I have my, if it's formula or they're like, well, it's breast milk. I was like, I, I don't care. I said, my mouth's really dry. It's part of my anxiety. It's like a thing. Did you drink the breast milk? No. Oh my God. You didn't? But I warned them. You did. I said, I'm going to freak out yeah. if I freak. I just yeah. have to know that I'm allowed to. To have it. Yeah. yeah. Just tell I me just it's need to okay know that so it's I know okay. I'm not going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you know Dude. why I carry Gatorade everywhere now? Like, I have a full bottle of Gatorade everywhere really? I go because oh, I get tell me. so scared. I get, see, my biggest fear is getting, because I've had my blood sugar drop really oh, bad me too. one me time. Too, me I'm too. so hypoglycemic. I think I am it's an too. Italian thing. I had my blood sugar drop one time and I had nothing and I was stuck in a, a, a super shuttle coming from the airport. Oh no. And they kept, they, I was so far from my house and they wouldn't stop. Mm. They were like, we have to take people home and I had nothing to drink and I had no candy, I had nothing on me, no one in the car had anything and I was like, can we please just, I'm like shaking and I was freaking out and then I was too embarrassed to like force the driver to pull over so I was like just shaking, like going into shock and then I finally got a drink but now I always have Gatorade with me no matter what or a banana. A banana, I always have the banana. Always. And they'll get crushed. Yeah. But I used to always have to have something sweet in my bag too because of that. Yes. And then I kind of, I got myself into a place where I don't eat until three o'clock every day. What? And it was working. And I was, I was, it was in my head that I needed to have something. Sugar. Yeah. Yeah. See, I get that way. Even if I don't, I'm not hungry. Yeah, our heads. I'll eat it because I'm like, I don't want to feel that way again. Traumatized. It's scary. Oh my God. I can't believe you guys. That's so fucking worse. The worst time I was stuck in an elevator and I almost drank breast milk. I know. I know. I had a, that topped the story of the lockdown for me. Totally. <laughs> what was the lockdown for, though? Was there something? There with a was gun? a guy outside waving a gun because there was a, a guy, uh, there was a, a man on a bicycle delivering caviar. So he cut off, he was mm-hmm. a punk ass kid delivering caviar mm-hmm. on his bicycle. Cut off this guy in his car. They got into a fight. Right. The guy in the car gets out. The guy on the bicycle gets off. He pulls out an ice pick from the the his from his ice thing. Uh-huh. So the guy in the car pulls out a gun. Oh my God. And he's an off duty fucking cop in front of a school. What an asshole. Ugh. I mean the ice pick, if you're an off duty cop and you're a tough guy, you can handle the fucking ice pick, right, I'm sure. Right. And the guy's not gonna stab you with a fucking ice pick no. anyway. He's just some punk ass kid. But uh, this guy pulls his gun and starts waving it, and now they push us all into the school. But we don't know what the problem right. is. Right, you this don't is know right if in the school. Yeah. We don't know anything. But they push us in the school, and I was like, I don't want. I have anxiety around other parents. Yeah, and now they're they're making us all sit in the gym. So you had to see me trying to find a private place to go where the shooter was not. Because right. in my mind, there's a shooter now in the building. Right, you're like hiding behind the bleachers. And I'm with my daughter, oh, and I'm pregnant, no. and Blackjack is at the other school across the street waiting for me. It was like a whole fucking, it was scary, dude. And then Karen's trying to get you to join the PTA meeting. (laughs) She's like, listen, I know this is kind of a crisis situation, (laughs) but next month. I think people saw how I freaked out and everyone just stayed the fuck away from me. Good, I do that too. I found an electrical outlet, I got a charger, and I just fucking sat there and tried to find out what was really going on. And all my my friends left their jobs and came to the school. Everybody was waiting outside the school. Are you gonna take your kids out of school? I'm thinking about it. I think you should. It freaks it's me out. It's getting really bad. It hadn't, for a while, it was quiet. No, but it's getting bad. And just when I'm thinking, oh, it's quiet, it happens again. Don't. And you know what? It's just keep. it keeps happening and it's not stopping. She doesn't want to be homeschooled, though. We almost were going to homeschool her over the vaccines, but um, <clears throat> but she likes the, the social life of school. But they, they do have these systems set up for homeschooling where it can be a very social atmosphere. You yeah. do a lot of after school stuff. 
it's a lot of effort on the parents' part. It's easier to take your kids and leave them at school and pick them up. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. It definitely is getting a lot more involved, but there's got to be other ways. So we're researching it. My my girl who's with me here today, she's that I asked her to research that wall. Do like a small school, like one where they like you know it's a private, more of a private situation, and you know all the kids are know who everybody is and that kind of thing. And it's not like a, you know these public schools. It's hard because there's so many kids from so many different walks of life. But and- even the privates have the same same issue i mean if it takes one fucked up kid i know i know you do know. they have metal detectors and stuff in all the schools now they don't which is insane yeah it's insane and this supposedly i think um letty was telling me that my kid's nanny that this was like some like you know fancy private uh, public school oh great yeah the yeah. lockdown in the school that I was in was another fancy fucking public school. That's why I'm just like, I would just take my kid out just because I'd be so paranoid. I mean. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't make me feel good sending them to school. It <sighs> really, every time you let your kid walk in, and I can't believe I think this every day. It's like, it could be the last day you see your kid. Oh, I know. I hate that. And you just have to like take a leap of faith. And, and, and someone like me who's anxiety ridden like you. You try to not let that get the best of you, so you want to be cool and you want to be laid back and be like, "It's totally fine. Yeah. It's totally fine." Because then your anxiety bleeds Takes over onto over them, onto, and then it starts going to everything. And then everyone thinks you're crazy. Yeah, you know. So I'm trying to be cool, but it's like, at what cost? So that I can right. be cool. Right. I don't understand. Is it my anxiety or is this a reality? I don't. I stopped going to the movies. I I did too for a minute, and now I'm, I'm going done. again. You are. Even concerts, I'm and done. now I'm going again. I'm done. I can't. I can't sit in a movie theater without being. I watch so everything, scared. and I need to know where the exits are, yeah. and I have to be on the aisle. But I just don't think they're set up well for exiting. Like it's no, like if someone not. goes in the front, if you got to go down to get out. You didn't want to go see the Joker in the movie theater. I saw the Joker, but I didn't have to go to a movie movie theater. Did you read all God. the news on on? I mean, people were sending me the stuff. The FBI was saying with the incels, all these guys that are. It's crazy though. It's real life. I know. And it's getting really, really scary. It's bleak. On that note, <laughs> to instill everyone's paranoia further, uh, you should do a paranoid podcast where you just talk <laughs> about everything you're paranoid about. I'd totally be on there with you. We'd do like a four-hour episode of Why What About This? Why is this paranoid? Totally paranoid. <laughs> worst first, the worst shit that's ever happened to you and when it's going to happen again, why you should be scared of it. Totally paranoid. My whole life. So paranoid wait, what by is it? What what is it? Your the first worst. What? Well, it started because I was going on so many bad dates and I couldn't fucking believe it. And I was talking about them on oh, my it's like, worst first dates. Worst first dates. It started as worst oh. first dates, and then most of the time people tell a worst first date, and then it turned into worst first jobs, worst first you know drug trip, worst I first see. like you know anything because there's so many worst first. You know, it's not just dates. So, uh, guess who's here. Liz Carey. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yay. Okay, guys. I mean, well, wait, in here. Make sure to follow Drea. Your your Instagram is just Drea DeMatteo. Yes, yeah, it's just it's me. your name, right? Just me. Just go on Instagram, follow her, Drea DeMatteo. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for everyone who's tuned into these episodes every week. And thank you for all your wonderful comments and all the love we get on iTunes. I love all you guys. Make sure to send my girl some love. And we'll see you next week. On worst first. Where is she? She's in the. You can't see her. It's like a like an I just see you. <laughs> this is fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs>